Nothing's off limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me, and I appreciate that. I am your host, Ray Jean Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Jean, everything's debatable. So, on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. For those who are new to the show, I break my show down into sections. The first part of the show is current events and topics. The second the segment of my show is a relationship science family segment, and normally followed by a audience question and answer segment in my jewel of the day. If you have any comments, questions, complaints about the show, please write this number down, 843-900-6847. That's 843-900-6847. And those are the real talk lines. It's a lot going on in the world, so let's get right to it. Shout out to Sean June on the track. Sean June on the track. All right, let's get right to these topics, man. It's a lot going on. So I guess I'm going to start with everybody, with the news that everybody's been going back and forth on. Whoa, what are we doing? Colin Kaepernick is causing drama for the NFL. Shout out to Fox News for that article report. And I'm actually, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to pull it anyway, because that's the type of person I am. What up, Crystal? Hey, Patricia. Amos Tisa, what's going on? Pick your color ball. We'll talk about that. Definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, what's my article? All right, there we go. All right, cool. So I pulled up an article. We're gonna talk. We're gonna start out talking about Colin Kaepernick. Let me share this out so everybody knows that we're talking about Colin Kaepernick, because I know that that's something that people have been addressing, you know, for some time um, since the incident happened. Everybody's had their own opinions on it, um, and I haven't said anything about it on here yet. And I guess it's time for me to do it as the person that's really been on the Kaepernick train from day one as a Niner fan. Um, and a football fan and a person who really appreciates social activism in the world. So if you're a fan of Real Talk with John, if you've been watching us for years, then you season, you know, I've, I've been a big fan even before because he got drafted, I think, 2010, 2011. But since Colin Kaepernick first made his original stand, stance to start kneeling, um, I've always been supportive of him, mainly because I've been a Niners fan. And as a Niners fan, I got to watch his career from the beginning. Um, I got to see when he was just a player on the bench. He just played, played preseason games. Then I saw when he came in, took us to the Super Bowl. And then the following year when he was injured. And then the following year when he tried to come back from injury. And the, instead of the story being about him coming back from injury as a great football player with the potential to do great things, the story became about what? Kneeling during the National Anthem. So let's start right there. Because here we are in 2019. 2019, about three years since Colin Kaepernick last took an NFL snap. And the NFL decided to give him a workout. So, hold on. This is actually not the time to use this article. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull another article. I'm sorry. I apologize. All right, here we go. ESPN. All right, so... Just to give you a rundown, Colin Kaepernick, for those who don't know, Colin Kaepernick was a football player playing for the San Francisco 49ers in, um, before you start with the sound. And in 2000, I think 2013, 2014, he began being known for kneeling during the national anthem to protest police brutality. 
Um, as soon as he started protesting, um, using the kneeling technique, people began to criticize him, saying that you know he was anti-America, anti-flag, anti-military. Um, he's come out on his own and said that he's not anti-military, he's not anti-America, he's anti-police brutality and the things that happen to African-Americans um, in our country. And so he's kneeled and as a part of that, he became a part of a larger discussion, which really went far away from what the original intent was. Since the time that he left the NFL, um, he since the time he, he, he's been out of the NFL, um, not, not because he wanted to be, he actually had, and this is again, context contextually important, Colin Kaepernick had a 16, $16 million contract to get from the San Francisco 49ers. He thought that if he went on the free agent market, he'd be able to bring back more money and therefore be able to do more work. Um, that ended up being quite the contrary because nobody actually offered him a contract. He was offered a deal um, while he was still with the Niners to be traded to the Broncos at a pay cut of about $7 million a season, which he refused, to, no, sorry, $4 million a season, which he refused to take. Spin us forward to 2019. Um, Colin Kaepernick hasn't gotten so much as a call from an NFL team um, in regards to bringing him, bringing him on board to play as an NFL player. All right. 2019 comes in. Um, Jay-Z gets uh, a deal with the NFL where he starts working uh, in the helping them pick their music out. And the idea is that the, the, the word is that behind the scenes, Jay-Z has lobbied to get Colin Kaepernick a trial with the NFL. The NFL agrees. And I'm sorry if I'm going a little too deep for some of you guys, but I want to make sure you have full context because a lot of people that are talking about this topic have no context on the situation. Um, he gets the uh, sorry. He gets the call for the. Um, well, he actually doesn't get a call. He finds out on social media. He finds out on social media that there's going to be a workout that he's invited to, that is specifically set up for him. It's going to be on the NFL um, on NFL grounds um, at the Atlanta Falcons facility. So first class facilities, first class um, opportunities. And Colin Kaepernick, the day of the event, the day of the event, informs the NFL that he's not only not going to show up to that workout. Not only is he not going to show up to that workout, but he's holding his own workout 60 miles away, 60 miles away from the original place. Now, those are the facts. Those are the factual things that we know, right? We also know that Colin Kaepernick has said that um, the NFL wanted him to sign a waiver that would have disallowed him from being able to sue them again. So he refused to sign that because he didn't want to be precluded from suing the NFL in the future. That's something I'll talk about in a second. So let's talk about a few a few points. One, Colin Kaepernick, since for I think three years now, I think three, four years tops, has not taken an NFL snap, has not been in, on an NFL team, has not gotten a tryout for an NFL team. So if I'm Colin Kaepernick, and my goal, and it seems like one of his goals is to get back into the NFL. If his goal is to get back into the NFL, then I'm doing what I need to do to get back in the NFL. If that's the case, if the if my goal is to get back into the NFL, then I'm doing what I need to do to get back into the NFL. Much like you know, if I have a relationship and you know this girl hasn't called me in quite some time, and she calls me and she says, "Hey, I want you to show up at this place at this time wearing this color," I'm probably gonna be there doing that. I probably am. Now. Is that the best way to do things? Maybe not, but let's keep going, right? Colin Kaepernick finds out on Tuesday that there's going to be this workout. 
He finds it on Tuesday. The league says no. The league says no. The league says no. We're not going to delay it. We're not going to... Um, we're, 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 this is your shot. You get this shot and this shot only. If you don't take this shot, you will not have a shot. Pretty much. Pretty much. He waits till the day of. So you find it on Tuesday. On Saturday, you decide to plan this whole big extravaganza on a high school field 60 miles away from where the NFL teams already are. 24 NFL teams had signed up to be at this workout. 24 teams. We're going to be at this workout. He moves it 60 miles away to Atlanta. And now there are six teams that show up to the workout. Since that time, since that time, no teams have contacted him to come in for a private workout. So let's talk about that. Now, I do see the comments. I see um, Sean, you know, he says, if I were our owner, I wouldn't sign him either. Um, I see Ms. Patricia says, I feel him. They didn't give him respect enough to give him a heads up. So I think, I think this. I think that there are, there's a lot of CYA going on on both sides. There's a lot of CYA going on on both sides. Both people are trying to cover their anatomy, as my boss would say. They're both trying to cover their anatomy. And how are they trying to do that? They're trying to do it by, 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 by making sure that they're seen in the best light. The NFL, the, the NFL wanted Colin Kaepernick to get a workout so they could say, we've given him a workout and it didn't work out. The NFL wanted to do that. But the NFL wanted it on their terms. Because if you were a business owner, you would also want it on your terms. So I can see that. On Colin Kaepernick's side, he wanted to work out. But he didn't want, to, want it to seem like he was kowtowing to the man. Which I can also understand based on his stances and his way of going about things. Now where it gets murky and where people start where people start to lose sight of what's really important in this is here. Colin Kaepernick shows up to his workout on, um, on the Saturday, which was not yesterday, but the following Saturday, Saturday before it. He shows up to the workout in a t-shirt. And the t-shirt says Kunta Kente on it. So I've heard it said, you know, you can wear whatever you want, you know, whatever, wherever you want. But let's look at this workout for Colin Ka Kaepernick as a job interview. This is what I want y'all to do. I want you to look at it as a job interview. Now. I have lots of clothes that I, I wear. I love this t-shirt. This t-shirt says Real Talk with Rajan on it. Love this t-shirt. If I had a job interview, I'm not wearing this t-shirt to that job interview. Me, Rajan. Now, maybe you would. Maybe when you go to job interviews, you wear whatever you want to. All right? Maybe you do. Um, but I also know that a lot of times... With the stuff we're wearing, we're trying to send a message. We're trying to send a message. Real Talk Rajan, the message I'm trying to send is, watch my show. I have merch. Go to realtalkrajan.com to find out more about it. If I wore a shirt to say Kunta Kente, I'm probably trying to signify something, which goes to a much larger point that I'd like to make about Colin Kaepernick. 
It seems that Colin Kaepernick has an extreme amount of distrust for the NFL giving him a fair shot at getting back into the league. It seems like Colin Kaepernick is very distrustful of the NFL, its personnel, um, its its uh, executives, its owners, even its um, the um, commissioner. Fair enough. If that's the case, then why is Colin Kaepernick trying to get back into the NFL? If Colin Kaepernick has decided that his role in society is to be the the black uh, conscious, to be the voice of the black community in the community, he can do that. He can do that. He absolutely has the opportunity to be the guy in the black community who speaks for the black community. He can be the guy he's done the New Year Rights campaign. He's done... The um, 10 points of, you know, I, I've recounted. If you go back and watch Real Talk with John over the years, I've I've talked about the excellent things that Colin Kaepernick has done. I've talked about that. I've advocated for that. All right, take it to the door. I've advocated for that. And as somebody who's advocated for that and talked about that, hurry up, son. Sorry, somebody's at my door. Who is it? Right. Ask someone who's talked about that. Ask somebody who's advocated for that. And ask someone who stood for Colin Kaepernick. I gotta say, I'm a bit disappointed. I'm a bit disappointed. Right? So we can... Have, have a petty side. Your job interview is not the time to show your petty the time to try to one-up people. But face forward. Right or wrong? employment. If the reason that I'm not in the place that I think I should be is because I ticked off some people and those people decided trying to piss them off again. Now you may disagree with me and you have every right to disagree with me and I completely accept if you disagree with me. But understand I'm not lying. I'm not lying at all. Stating 100% facts. It's the same reason that you wouldn't show up to a job interview in a do-rag, in a, your hat on backwards. You can wear it, you wear it everywhere else. I can wear it anywhere else. I'd wear a shirt anywhere else. But if I had a job interview, unless the job interview is directly related to this shirt, I wouldn't do it. Call me what you want. That is what it is. With that being the case since then, you know, um, it's been a big deal on, you know, first take. 
because uh, Stephen A. Smith has been getting into it with people, and uh, Terrell Owens came on and told him that Max Kellerman is blacker than he is and all of that stuff. That's when you get into some stuff that I'm not really into. I'm not into because we disagree, you're wrong, or because I'm dis- we disagree, I'm right, or I'm going to call you names, or I'm going to disrespect you, I'm going to disrespect everything that you've accomplished, I'm going to disrespect everything that you've done. No, we can disagree and still have middle ground. We can disagree and still have common ground. We can disagree and still understand that we agree on 95% of things. This is just the, the little bit of things that we disagree on, which is Tell me how you guys feel. I want to look at your comments. Um, let me look at your comments. Uh, let's see. What business owner, I see uh, Sean Middleton, what business owner or manager would hire a potentially difficult employee um, or someone who is prone to sue for reasons warranted or unwarranted? I would not hire Colin Kaepernick for a job, much less a spot on any team that I own. He's a liability. However, from an employee perspective, if I were capped, I would not have signed a waiver that protects the NFL and Emma takes my rights away to recover damages if misconduct were ever to occur. All right, so I want to I want to address that. Great point, Sean. And thank you, thank you for making that comment. I will get to the other comments. Um, Colin Kaepernick was asked to sign a waiver. Colin Kaepernick already signed a settlement, guys. When you sign a settlement, that sort of takes away most times. If you have a lawyer worth his weight in salt. If you sign a settlement, especially with a corporate entity, they're not going to leave you opportunities to sue again in the future. They're not. So the idea that Colin Kaepernick was being asked to sign a contract that said he couldn't sue again in the future, he's already signed something that said he can't sue again in the future. So that's that's not one that's not one of the excuses that that I'm here for. Everything else is pretty standard. Um. All right, you, y'all keep rolling. I, I want you to keep going. Keep going, uh, CJ Westfall. Is CJ Westfall the guy I blocked? I hope that's not the guy I blocked. Um, because there's a guy that I blocked. And y'all know I don't block people like willy nilly. I blocked that guy for a reason. Um, let's see. Comments, comments. Um, I heard the Panthers are thinking of seeking him out. I guess so. This is what I want to say. You know, and I'm going to get off this Colin Kaepernick top, topic. Um, despite it all. I'm a Colin Kaepernick fan. I love what he represents. I love the stances that he's taken. I love the fact that he's been willing to to take the risk. Right, make sure you um, get the dishes straight. Thanks. Um, I love the chances that he was he was willing to take um, for the good, the common good. I want to see him back in the league. I think you know the workout even said the workout even said that he did a great you know he he had a great workout for everybody who was there. Said he still has an elite arm. He still has tremendous potential. He still can be that guy. The problem is, I don't know if anybody's gonna give him a shot. Since then, nobody's reached out to him. Um, I think he may have burned that bridge for the last time. Just being honest, I won't say whether I think Stephen A. is right or wrong. I will say that my opinions are my opinions, and they're not based on or structured by anybody else's opinions. Um, and I, in this case, I, I think, I think, I don't. I'm not sure if he really wants to play football. I think he wants people to think he wants to play football because 
that will allow him to continue moving. But also notice that we haven't talked about police brutality in this whole thing. We haven't talked about um, knowing your rights. We haven't talked about any of the things that Colin Kaepernick was originally kneeling for, which I think is a disservice to what Colin Kaepernick represents on a larger scale. So you can agree, disagree, let me know. Real Talk with Rajan. If you have questions, if you, if you want to you know, leave a comment, you, you know, please do. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to respond. Um, yep. Yeah. And hopefully y'all can see everything because it looks like on my side things are freezing up. And if it is, I do apologize because that's not ever, that's not ever um, the way I try to do things. I try to have pretty good feeds on my show. Let me see. Da, 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 da. Moving on, moving on, moving on. We're going to move on to talk about Kanye West. And it seems like every week there's a Kanye West topic to talk about. It seems like every week there's a Kanye West topic to talk about. Um, so here we are once again. Here we are once again talking about Kanye West. I'm sorry. Thing. Why, is this, why is this thing acting like this today? Here we are once Joel Osteen Church. He went to Joel Osteen's church. And while at Joel Osteen's church, he performed a concert, my understanding is. And I want to make sure I have a good article for you guys so that you can also read up. Because, you know, it's important to read up on the things that we talk about. And I want to read a little bit for you, then we'll react, okay? I'll read and then we can react. Jeez, man, what so... All right. So the article says, and I'll post it right here. All right. So Colin, it says, uh, Kanye West Sunday service teams up with Joel Osteen's mega church. This is from November 16th, um, 2019. So it says, Christian, oh, that, that was before it. I want to go, the ones for after it. Let's see, I want, I, want, I want the aftermath. And we can react. <laughs> um, here we go. Let's go to Good Morning America. That's good. Let's mute it so don't have any problems. And I do apologize for the pauses, guys. Here we go. All right. So, what's up, Mr. Ford? I see you. Um, okay, since Kanye West opens up about his faith during visit to Pastor Joel Olstein's Houston Mega Church. This is Kanye West has collaborated with many artists in the past, but the artist, but the rapper took the stage Sunday at Houston's largest church for his most spiritual collaboration yet. The Jesus is King rapper stopped by a preacher and best-selling author Joel Osteen's Lakewood Church for Sunday service and opened up about his faith and his spiritual journey. He said, God has been calling me for a long time and the devil's been distracting me for a long time. West said on stage with Osteen. For the past year, West has increasingly spoken publicly about his faith and has also started hosting his own gathering similar to Osteen's called Sunday Service, which he started as a small gathering with his friends, with his family and choir, but has grown into a cultural phenomenon. He says, every time I stand up, I feel like I'm, stand, feel like I'm standing up and drawing that line in the sand, saying I'm here in service to God. Which is great, right? So we, we've talked about, you know, Kanye West in, this, in, in his, his um, Christian stance, you know what he's doing there. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. 
I'm not sure how to feel at this point. Because on the one side, and I think it's important for us to say, I don't know. We live in a, a world where everybody wants to, perform, to, to operate in absolutes. And we don't live in a world of absolutes. We don't. We do not live in a world of absolutes. The world is not black and white. The world is gray. And so I try to find those gray spaces and really try to give both sides of it the best way I can and try to understand both sides of it and, and engage that discussion that way. So Kanye West, um, on the one side, as a Christian, I think it's really important to draw people to Christ. I think that's the number one job of a Christian. I believe that that's what Christ called us to do, to show love and to, to draw um, more men unto God. Like, I believe that that's what God called us to do. God has called us to do those things. And I believe that on the one hand, I think that that's really genuinely what Kanye West wants to do. I think that's what he wants to do. Um, I think that in doing it the way that he's doing it, he's sort of drawing attention to him, even though throughout this process, he's been saying, don't focus on me, focus on God, which you should. It's also very cultish what's going on. It's also very cultish because if you look at any cults, right? If you look at any cults, you know, some people would say Christianity is a cult, but I digress. You look at any cults, a lot of them start out with this whole In, in Christianity as an opportunity to draw people in to a cult. This Kanye West thing is seeming really cultish, which I'm not very comfortable with. So I'm going to pray. My prayer is that everything that he's doing is for the right reasons and that this won't end up with 3,000 people in Guyana. Those are 300 people. A bunch of people in Guyana drinking Kool-Aid and ending up dead in the middle of a, a field. Because we've seen this. Or in a building in Waco, Texas on fire because the National Guard attacked it. I, this, that's my biggest worry. Um, I think it's great that he's visiting these churches. I think it's great that he put out a gospel album. I think it's great that he's talking about Christ. But I think it's a fine line, and I think we all need to be praying for that situation, be praying for that young man. He's already talked about his mental illness, his, his mental issues. Um, I, 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 my worst fear is it becoming something like that, because there are people who idolize Kanye West in that way. And when you idolize someone in that way, they have the ability to draw you in for something of that nature. So... Yeah, that's that's my feeling on that. And I, I just hope, like I said, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that it's the right side of it and not the wrong side of it because we really don't need another cult. We really, really don't. Um, yeah, so if you, whatever your thoughts are. Oh, let's see. Uh, David Fordham, oh, one of my, one of the smartest people I know, shout out to David Fordham, um, says... I saw his sermon, and in fairness, he said nothing crazy other than God making him the greatest entertainer. 
Now they are posting old pictures of him wearing a rebel flag as if it was recent. Yes, Kanye has said a lot, said and done a lot of things, and people have psychological need to protect some people as absolute heroes and villains, and real life is not always that simple. Real life is not that simple. Thank you for saying that. Perfect. Real life is not that simple. We live in a world of gray. There are no evil people. I don't believe in evil people. I believe people make evil choices. That's that's what I believe. Um, and again, that's something maybe you could, we can we can sit down and discuss one day. But I I don't believe in evil people. I believe that people are people, and people make choices. People make good choices. People make bad choices. Without without causing me harm, I see you, definitely. I don't know why things freezing like this is bothering me. All right, keeping it going. Um, I want to talk about the movie Harriet. I want to talk to y'all about the movie Harriet. So let's talk about the movie Harriet. Why don't we? Um, let me share it out before I start. And once again, thank you guys for watching Real Talk with Rajan. Um, I am your host, Rajan Lewis, and um. If you're watching it on replay on, you know, one of the streaming formats, um, my show is um, able to be viewed live on many different formats. You can watch it on my YouTube page. You can watch it on my um, website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com, or you can listen to it in podcast form anywhere that podcasts are um, available. Spotify, um, Apple Apple um, Podcasts, any, anywhere you can find them, uh, stream, SoundCloud, anywhere. All right. Um, let's talk. Harriet. All right, cool. So I shared that out because I want to get people in here who were talking about Harriet Tubman. This is another topic that people started talking about um, a couple weeks ago when the movie originally came out. And I want you to know that I, I never try to be the first person to talk about things. I... We live in an era where people are in such a rush to be the first person to make a statement on something. People are in a, I'm such a rush to be the first people to have said something. I don't take that approach. And I don't take that approach because I like information. I like information. I like to gather as much information as I can. I like to gather as much information as I can. And then react after I've gathered information so i want to start out by saying how i felt going into the movie all right so let's start out with the fact that they announced that this movie about harriet tubman was going to be put out there everybody's excited hooray harriet tubman's going to be having a We get closer to the movie. People are like, cool, I'm going to see Harriet. I can't wait to go see Harriet. Can't wait to go see Harriet. So, then the movie comes out. When the movie comes out, the story changes. Now, the people that you hear, you hear two sides. You hear one side saying, this is great. I enjoyed it. So happy that I saw the movie. And then there were a lot of rumors that came out. A lot of rumors that came out. One was that the story was a tale of Harriet Tubman being in love with a white man. Absolutely untrue. 
Absolutely untrue. The other one. Um, it was a story about Harriet Tubman being chased by a black slave catcher. Absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. What are the other ones? Um, it was whitewashed. Probably so. I don't remember this, this, the people who doing this movie being African-American. So, what I wanted to do was this. First, I want to talk about the movie. I really like the movie. I really, really like the movie. Um, I think some of it was a bit have and have not-ish, to be honest with you, when it comes to um, the writing and the acting. Um, but I think that they did a good job of telling the story of Harriet Tubman. I think that they stayed pretty true to um, her life. Um, but I'm actually going to do some fact checking here on air because I didn't do it. Normally when I watch a movie, I normally fact check it right after I watch it. Um, but it seemed like they did a good job of staying, staying on track with it. They really dramatized it. Uh, like Harriet Tubman made a lot of speeches, which I don't, I, nothing that I've heard about Harriet Tubman said that she was this great speech maker or speech writer or speaker. Like by all accounts, she couldn't read. She couldn't read or write. You know, so I, I don't know where she would have become this really good public speaker. So that kind of stuff was kind of weird to me. Um, I think they did a lot with, and you, as you watch it for yourself, you, you'll be able to make your own judgments. But I think they did a lot with um, bringing up how in tune with God she was. Um, I think that was a, a bit much. Um but other than that, great story. Um, I think some pretty good acting. The young lady who played Harriet was a bit over the top at times, but she's playing Harriet, so I guess, you know, do your thing. Um, Janelle Monae did a good job in it. Um, a lot of well-known actors from Black Hollywood were, were in there um, that, that I, I recognize. Not the really, really famous people, but um, some people that I had seen in several movies before it. Um, like I said, that some of the writing was a bit have, some, some of the writing was a bit have or have not-ish for me. Um, and like, just, I, I, I have a thing for writing. Like, dialogue is important. So I'll just say that. When you watch it, you can make that judgment for yourself. So I wanted to fact check the movie, all right? So the movie's been about out about three weeks. So if you're not watching it now, spoiler alert. All right. So let's see. And the, the article that I'm looking at is from the USA Today. And I want to share it with you guys. Because I try to always post my sources, so you guys know what I'm talking about. So it says, fact-checking Harriet. Fact-checking fact Harriet. How accurate is the new movie about Harriet Tubman? It was posted in the New York Times. All right. So the first question says, did enslaved Tubman really hire a lawyer? All right. Did she hire a lawyer? It says, I'm in Harriet she confronts her slave owners after hiring a lawyer, insisting that her family's freedom had been promised to the landowner's great-grandfather. Did she really do that? She did. So that's a fact, right? She actually did hire a lawyer. So boom, check one. Hooray. Hooray. Um, two, did um, Harriet Tubman typically carry guns? Uh, it says, while often pictured in a reservoir as a, as a reservoir, reservoir, reserve senior, wow, reserve senior, Harriet depicts the freedom fighter, the youthful, and yes, gun-toting heroine. Let's see. She relied on weapons. 
Okay, yeah. She said, um, da 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 da. We are very brave, had fierce leaders. Martin Luther King had edge, so did Harriet. So, yes, she did. She did carry guns. Harriet Tubman toted guns. Okay, so two for two. All right. Did the real Harriet Tubman have psychic visions? And that's what they talk about, you know, her going into her, her spell. Seizures, seizures, and she believed them to be prophetic. Three for three. All right. It says, was jo Joe Alwyn's ca character in Harriet real? All right. So Joe Alwyn was the um, slave owner's grandson, Gideon. All right. Um, G that's Gideon. Gideon was the is the, the guy who's, who's chasing her the whole movie. Not the slave character chasing her the whole movie. The guy who was the owner's son. Anyway. Um, Let's see. Gideon's own mother, um, Elijah Brodus, was known as a pretty nasty person. Um, Lemon's history was only slight references to her son Jonathan. So film filmmakers took filmmakers took creative liberty with filling in the character. So yes, there was a character um, that was the slave owner's um, son, but she was not. But but there was no actual person named Gideon. So that is a slight no. Um, how often were slaves caught by black traffickers? Um, let's see. It says the Harriet black and white traffickers worked together to catch slaves running north. That really happened. Um, Larson affirms that in doing much fewer numbers than white slave hunters. So, according to this, yes, there were black slave hunters, but there were also white slave hunters. Um, there were more white slave hunters, which makes sense that there would be more white slave hunters. In this one here, they actually enlist a black slave hunter to help them fi find um, Harriet. Which is not historically inaccurate. So, but they're not like one particular one um, that she's talking about here. Let's see. Did Harriet Tubman dress like a man to escape notice? That's a yes. So, yeah. So, pretty much everything that they, those are all yeses. All right, those are all yeses. So it looks like they stay pretty factually true to it. Um, I'll look up some more sources. If you found some sources that say that they were way off in the movie, feel free to put the link down there in the, in the comment section. Um, but I enjoyed the movie. I would recommend um, anyone who's considering going to see the movie, Harriet, going to see it, if for no other reason than the fact that we need to support black film. Because the reason that there's not a lot of black films being made by major studios is because we, African-Americans largely, support mostly things that are not related to history. So, you know, you we get more movies about historical African-American figures if we supported movies about historical African-American figures. When Thurgood came out, I saw it in the theater. When uh, Birth of a Nation came out, I saw it in the theater. When Harriet came out, I saw it in the theater. I think the only one of these movies that I didn't see um, was... Um, Jeez, the one hidden, not hidden colors. The one where the ladies did the um, space shuttle stuff when they worked with NASA. Other than that, I saw I saw all of them. Um, how you doing, Pastor Dixon? How's it going? Um, yeah. So I guess the last. I'm pretty excited about Thanksgiving because I like to eat. I'm a big fan of food. I don't know anybody who is not. Um, so Thanksgiving is always a good time, you know, get together with your family, kick it, and enjoy one another. Um, 
and this thing could be no different. But what I wanted to ask you guys is what is the item? What is the item that you are really skeptical about eating? Hidden figures, that's it, Patricia. Thank you. What is the what is the item at Thanksgiving that if you don't know who made it, you're skeptical about eating? Alright? What is that item? Let's talk about that. So I'm going to share this out, and then I want you guys to tell me, what is the item that when you go, if you go, you know, somebody comes to your house, or you're at a potluck, what is the one that you're like, oh, let me see how everybody else feels about it before you dig into it? <laughs> Everything? That's funny. <laughs> what is the Thanksgiving slash potluck item that you are most skeptical skeptical about right you go to you at the you're at your office you're at your office shindig they're having the thanksgiving potluck and this somebody has this what is it this you walk into you know you, you at your, your your husband's family's house you're at your wife's family's house you're at your girlfriend's family's house Somebody comes and they visit and they bring this item. This item's there. And what do you, what's the one you sit back on? I'm going to tell you mine. Mine is potato salad. Potato salad is the one for me. I have to see everybody else eat and love the potato salad before I will touch the potato salad. I've had too many horror stories surrounding potato salad for me to just be digging in on everybody's potato salad. I'm not. Not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do that. Um, and and you know I I may you know I don't know like potato salad is the one because people do different things with potato salad right? People do different things with potato salad. Like there was one I watched this one video a lady like put raisins in her potato salad. Macaroni and cheese is another one. Like I don't eat everybody macaroni and cheese. Um, I I do not eat everybody macaroni and cheese. What's up, Brett? Um, because you can't trust everybody's macaroni and cheese. Some people put stuff in your macaroni, in your macaroni and cheese that I don't eat. Um, so potato salad, mac and cheese, those are my two. Raisins, yeah. If you see raisins in your mac and cheese, like you should not be eating, like <laughs> in your potato salad, you should not be eating it. I, I, I don't know what that's called, but I'm not here for that ever. I do not like that. Sam, I am. Uh, I also like turkey. Like I, I don't eat everybody's turkey. Um, I'd have to somebody have to tell me how great the turkey is before I try the turkey as well. Um, but yeah, put your items down there if you're watching it on replay. Please put your items. What are you skeptical about? I don't eat any casseroles. I need to say that too. I don't eat. So I people can tell me how great casserole is. I don't eat casserole. I don't like casserole. Any kind. None. I don't like casseroles. So green bean casserole. Squash casserole, zucchini casserole, um, breakfast casserole. I don't like casserole. So if you bring a casserole to the potluck that I'm at, I'm not eating that casserole because I don't eat casserole. It's not you. It's not that I don't trust you. It's that I don't eat casserole. Can we say it together? I don't eat casserole. Okay, cool. Now that we got that. Now that we got that out the way. What's up, Monica? How's it going? Um... Yeah, man, this, this has been a good week. I'm actually going to go ahead. I'm going to be ending a little bit earlier than normal because today my Niners play at 8.15, and I normally don't do this on this show. I don't use this 
platform, you know, irresponsibly. But when my Niners are playing, I got to be in front of the TV watching my Niners. So go Niners tonight. Um, I guess I'll do my jewel of the week. Um, oh, chitlins. I refuse. I do not eat chitlins. Oh, let's, you want to stay there for a second? Okay, cool. What do we not eat? Because, like, what don't we eat? I don't eat chitlins. No. Under no circumstance will I eat chitlins. What, what is, what is yours? Monica, what are you not eating? Brett, what are you not eating? I want to know. What are y'all not eating? Because I'm not, I'm, I'm not eating anybody's chitlins, period. Sorry. Not gonna happen. <laughs> All right, so um, let's let's end here. Um, let's end here. Let's do my jewel of the week. Let's get into my jewel of the week. I give myself a little bit of music for the jewel of the week. Uh, no, I won't give myself music for the jewel of the week on here because I'll do it in the, in the pre in the post production. Um, my jewel of the week is about this. In relationships, I think it's important. Um, I guess sorry. Y'all know that I use my show to talk about everything sports, music, politics, relationships is another thing that I talk about because relationship is something that I um, I value. I value my relationship with my wife more than I value almost anything else in this world other than my relationship with God. Like my relationship with God is one, and my relationship with my wife is second, then my relationship with my children, and then the rest of y'all can fall in where you fall in. But in relationships, um, we tend to, and this is all of us, this is all of us, not just me, um, we tend to shy away from things that are uncomfortable. And I think that when we shy away from things that are uncomfortable, we hurt ourselves and we hurt our ability to grow within the relationship. When we limit ourselves within a relationship with the things that we're willing to talk about, we hurt ourselves and we hurt our will our ability to grow within the relationship. Hold on, let me let me let me share that. This is good. This is good, sorry. Let me share this and then All right, so like I said, I'm gonna repeat that again. When we are in a relationship and we limit the things that we're willing to talk about, we hurt ourselves in a relationship and we hurt our relationship's willingness to grow, ability to grow. Why? Because when your spouse or the person that you're with, the more they know about you, the more information that they have about you, the better they can love you. Because the better they have an understanding of the person that you are. We get in relationships and we decide to not talk about things because maybe that person is going to be turned away or turned off by the things that I've been through or the person that I am or the things or me telling them the things that bother me. But when we do that, we actually give those people, we give the people that we love the opportunity to understand the person that they are loving. You know, people say you should love people the way that they want to be loved. Not the way that you want to love them. Well, how do you know the way somebody wants to be loved if you refuse to know about them as a hist as their history? And how can somebody love you the way that you want to be loved if they don't know the things that impact you and affect you on a day-to-day -day basis? If there's something that your spouse is doing on a day-to-day -day basis that annoys you or bothers you, you should tell them. You should let them know. You should let them know. Why? Because when I know that I'm doing something that bothers you, I can adjust my behavior to make sure that I'm not doing that to hurt you. Or if that's just something that's a part of my nature and I refuse to change it, I can say that too. Well, that's just me, which is something we shouldn't say, but that's just me. 
either you're going to love me with it or you don't need to be around. If that's your attitude, you probably shouldn't be married. But we all know that we all have to change a little bit for the sake of our relationship. How do we make that happen? How does that change? How does that tweaking happen? That tweaking happen, tweaking happens because of the fact that we allow our spouses and the people that we love to know the things that we need from them. Absolutely great point, uh, Patricia. Read the book, The Love Languages. Read the book, The Love Languages. It is very, very, very important. Me and my wife both did them. Um, we both did our love languages, and it was really informative. It gave me it gave me an opportunity to look at her through a scope of what is it that she needs from me, and vice versa. But if you don't want to go through the love languages, the very basic start to it is have a conversation. Learn who the person is that you love. Learn their childhood hurts. Learn the things that trigger them. A lot of people, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there. There are a lot of people who are, who are victims of um, of child abuse, whether it be sexual or or um, or otherwise. And they won't tell you in a relationship because they're afraid that if you know that, or you're afraid that if they know that, they'll think you're tainted and walk away from you. But if the person is really there for you, or if you're really there for that person. That will only make you want to love them more and love them better. It would make you more appreciative of the road that they've traveled to get to where you are now. If you're the person that you're supposed to be. Now, if you're not the person for them, if you're not the person, if you're the person that's going to, if that person, if you tell that person, hey, this is something I've been through and it's. And then they say they make fun of you or they make love of the situation. That's not the person for you. That doesn't mean it. If a certain way that somebody touches you, like if you tense up every time somebody touches you a certain way, because you're. You're a victim of domestic violence. They need to know that. Keeping that from them will not protect you. Car and talk. After work, talk. One thing to me and my wife do. And that helps us out a lot because sometimes in those conversations, those are, there are things that come up that we didn't even think, hey, we need to talk about this. It'll just come up. And after it, we have a better understanding of one another. And 12 years later, I mean, 14 years into a relationship, 12 years married, we're still here. There's nothing my wife has told me, you know, and she told me everything. There's nothing my wife has told me that made me feel like, nah, she ain't the one. She is. There's nothing that I've told her that, that has made her say, hey, Rajan, I need a divorce because I can't deal with that. Nothing. I told her everything. I told her my good, I told her my bad, I told her my indifferent. And by doing that, I've given her all the tools that she needs to know how to love me. And when things go bad or I'm upset about something, I tell her. 
I don't tell her to criticize her. I tell her to let her know, like, this makes me unhappy. You have to teach people how to love you. You have to teach people how to treat you. And if you don't do that, then how can you expect somebody to do so? Just my thoughts. Anyway, that's real talk for today. So let's get our music rolling. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching tonight, man. Thank y'all so much for watching. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for watching this week. Reminder that the show is now split into two parts. On Wednesdays at 7 p.m., I interview my local celebrities, and on Sundays at 7 p.m. is my normal live show. This week's local celebrity spotlight will shine on Damian Seabrook of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Join us as we talk about what, how he's serving his community through his fraternity, as well as how people can support their fraternities and sororities after the pledge. Being Greek after the pledge. If you are doing something in the community that you would like a light shine on, please reach out to me on the Real Talk lines. That's 843-906-847. That's 843-906-847. Or go to my website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com to the local celebrity spotlight section and you can fill out a link right there which will give put which is the form which I can use to bring you on the show. Sorry I'm stuttering my words. Um, I'd love to have you on the show and shine a light on what you're doing. If you'd like to be made aware of when I go live because sometimes it is unscheduled, please click the follow or subscribe tab on the page and turn on the notification so you'll know when something new has been posted. In the meantime, please follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening with Real Talk. On Twitter, I'm at Real Talk Rajan. On Facebook, I'm at Real Talk with Rajan. On YouTube, I'm at Real Talk with Rajan. On Periscope, I'm at Real Talk Rajan. On Instagram, I'm at Real Talk Rajan. My website is www.realtalkwithrajan.com. Feel free to leave comments, questions, and whatever else you'd like to in the comment section or the message section. I love reading your messages and getting your feedback, even if it's negative. I am currently accepting invitations for speaking engagements and event hosting opportunities. If you would like for me to speak at or host your event, you can request me through my Facebook page or you can email me at realtalkwithrajan at gmail.com. I need to do this. I actually am I'm hosting a party with a purpose. Let me pause this. I am hosting a party with a purpose in Charlotte, North Carolina on December 22nd. Shout out to Ms. Patricia, Ms. Patricia Jones. It's the Choose Your Colors Um Choose Your Colors event. It's a fashion show. It's going to be an amazing event. There's going to be music. There's going to be poetry. There's going to be uh, models. And there's going to be me hosting. Um, and it's all the funds and all the money is going to support um, Cancer Research and the Ronald McDonald House in Charlotte. If you want more information, I will put the link in the section below. Miss Patricia, that's your cue to put the link so they'll know. All right? Um, yeah. Do that. And if you'd like to request me, do that. Um Thank y'all so much for watching, man. This is this is dope. Every 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 week, every week you guys amaze me. Every every week you guys tune in, you watch, and you have no idea how much you've impacted my life and how much you you've you've made this grow. It's because of your support that I'm able to do this. Um, if I turn this camera on every day and uh, every time and, and there were no views, I probably would have stopped. But I felt so supported. There's so many people that have reached out about watching the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot, I cannot over state how important this is to me um i've already said this but you can watch the show anywhere um that you can find videos 
Um, so you can catch me on YouTube on my website, www.realtalkwithrajan.com. You can also find my podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. So that's Apple Play, um, Apple Music, um, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, all these places. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, can't, I can't thank y'all enough. Y'all are amazing. But always remember that God is everything, and without him, we are nothing. So never forget where your help comes from. And also, if a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything. Now that is real talk. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. Thank you for watching. We out.